0: I like, I wanna share the three things I wanna do with the guys today. Before Aryeh does his song, I wanna share three reasons. I was curious and I was researching last night. Why does Hashem not want us to get a tattoo? I was very, very curious. In, in the Torah, in, us, in, in the Torah, Yaakov, a tattoo is called Kaka. It's in Vayikra. It's in Vayikra. And Vayikra Yud of Zayin is a pasuk, and it says they are not to get a tattoo, Shemi. I'm very interested. I, the reason not to get a tattoo is because Hashem said. But Hashem talks to us. He wants us to understand them. We're supposed to think about the mitzvahs. Why does he want not want a tattoo? Most tattoos, I'm not tempted. I like a lot around the muscle, the wire one, around anything around the muscle highlights, and I thought that's pretty cool. And Hashem, a tattoo. You're a le- are you a letter one in Avera? You're a letter one. It says on. You're a letter one. Um, a cheeseburger. You're a letter say I want it. I want it, but my, Hashem was geyser. You're allowed to want it. You could want a tattoo, but Hashem was geyser. What's the message of Hashem saying not get a tattoo? For many years, I was curious, Daniel. What's tattoos? I've seen who gets a tattoo. There was an NBA player who they asked why he has no tattoo. An NBA player I like. He's a point guard. And they asked why he has no tattoo. And he said, I never seen a bumper sticker on a Lamborghini. That's what this player said. Shtag. <laughs> Mark, you knew that line? No. You heard that line? On Bentley. Ah, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I never heard of a bumper sticking <laughs> on a Bentley.
1: What?
0: What's that? Not Oh, it's Shims good line, Shims. Uh, like you like that line? It's a, it's a really good line. But I want to say three reasons not to get a tattoo. Yaisuf, yes, three reasons. Why does Hashem say not to get a tattoo? Lama. I was the Siat of the Daniel, I'm, I wonder if you're asking, this is the least cool of the three reasons. I'm saying it first because I thought of this one. I found it in the sifornu. I, why doesn't Hashem want to have a tattoo? Like make an eye on the body, like what's kishmak? So the Sifurnu is mashma. You can't prove it. It's, I said it, and I have a diak in the Sifurnu. I want a tiny. We have a mark on our body of a closeness to Hashem. You're not allowed to have another mark, Ben Yamin. The only mark on my body is a bris. bris a mark of my closeness to Hashem. It would be like if a guy had an I love you tattoo to his girlfriend, Jessica, you don't want to put on a different tattoo. I, only her, Rack, only. I have an ice on my body of my connection to Hashem, nothing else. That's reason number one. My, the oise my on the spot says don't put a mark on your body besides the bris. What do you say besides the bris? He, he wanted to show off his knowledge that we have a bris. He means the no means. That's the time. I don't know, Daniel. Check up the siforno. The siforno elie shot the siforno and not having a tattoo says don't put a mark on your body besides the bris. So I want to time to see i saying. The reason not to have a tattoo is the only mark is a wrist. It would it would it would negate that mark if you had a different mark. Only one mark. It's all I have. I it's I'm I'm embarrassed how I thought of this. I have seen Goyim have tattoos like they love their mama. Then they have like a tattoo of a snake. I always wonder, like don't all your other tattoos take away from that tattoo? I have told guys that their siyumim. A guy makes a siyum in yeshiva, and he says too many thank yous. I say thank you, mama. And forget everybody else. Your mama's. So as a guy says like forty thank yous, he's almost said none. There's a way to do it to say many, and you still count. You have to pause. You thank mama and stop. Maybe a varm a song from Naomi. I don't know. Get get to sing Eilecha. Like stop a little bit. You know what I mean, Mary? That, so the guy, that, that's, I thought of that tattoo, Zach. When a guy has a tattoo, he loves his mama. Then he has 14 other tattoos. Doesn't that take away I love your mama? So we have an ois on our body of our Kesher Tashem. Don't have any other tattoos. Reason number one. Yisrael, you like that reason? Interesting. The other two are spectacular. I saw a second reason, Johnny, I love this. You shouldn't have a tattoo on your body. A tattoo means it's permanent. Save kakas, the when it's permanent. A human being is fluid. It's to die for this reason. A human being is a moving person. Is a highway. It's always changing. The guy, I don't like, guys in yeshiva are thinking about what yeshiva to go to. The guy, if Srili really decides today, in a few months, he's going to be a different guy. Why would you decide who's really, where you should go today? We're deciding for today, Srili, really, a human being is fluid. He's constantly growing. The guy who's here today, Yank, is not the guy who's going to be here in a month, and three months. Don't put anything permanent on your body. No declarations yet. We're fluid. I'm moving. I'm still a young guy today. What I put on my body today, I don't know what I'm going to hold tomorrow. That's a magical reason. It too much announces a guy he asked me, so let's say you put on your body, I love Hashem, like you don't do anything that says a human being is not fluid. Even I love you Hashem, but acknowledge that I'm I'm gonna be here tomorrow, the next day. Don't let yourself do I love you, Hashem might be a different I love you, Hashem tomorrow. Might be a fiercer, I love you, Hashem. Mm. Today you might only have one heart, tomorrow you might want two or three. I don't know. You might want a different color heart. I don't know. A human being is fluid. Allow for fluidity. How cool is that, one? The third reason? The third reason scares people. The third reason is the most scary. It's what I always was afraid of. The first two reasons cool. The bris. I don't know. You don't have to subscribe to this. Hashem said, don't put a mark on your body. The guy said, I want to make it look nice. So reason one, the only mark is a bris, nothing else. Reason number two, no mark as a human being is fluid, is moving, is improving, is changing. Don't do anything that announces this is me. Let room for... We'll see, we'll see. There's a tomorrow, there's a next day, there's a next day. Nothing. Please
1: start with another reason I don't put a bumpers
0: I said that joke from the player.
1: What's
0: so funny? <laughs> maybe a guy feels he a guy designs his Bentley Geschmack. He puts on He gets <laughs> Shalom to do it. He gets like a good artist. <laughs> you know, a bumper sticker put something beautiful. The third shot not to do it. And this one you're not gonna Shim, I don't know if you get you're not gonna like this maybe, I'm afraid. <laughs> Should I tell it to you anyway? Not about a Levi, I'm scared of you. Are you going to be upset at me if I tell you this reason? This is the reason. I, uh, why can't I design it? I'm afraid to say. Could it be my precious body is not mine to design? The designer. The designer made it beautiful. I could say it the soft way that Hashem made. We're beautiful. We don't need to make it any prettier. That's the soft way. That's the schmack. We're beautiful. The greatest designer and ever made it. You don't need to add. That would be going to a Picasso and adding a little mustache on a picture. Like hands off. Picasso designed it hands off. God does. Did I get the. Why, why, that's the right name of the painter? You don't go to a Picasso picture and add. So that's soft. That I'm not afraid I, That whole introduction wasn't afraid of that reason. Maybe that's another reason. But what I really want to say is you might not own your body. The attitude that my body was lent to me, my body was lent to me. It's on loan. What's on loan, don't touch. You don't write on a safer that the yeshiva gives and you put back in the shelf. It's nishnayinah. It's not yours. Now you could be mishtamish. Use your body. Serve Hashem. But our body was lent, it's on loan, don't write on it. It's a little bit overwhelming, <clears throat> Levy. It's a little bit overwhelming. Now let's focus on the other two reasons. Mask him. <laughs> it's overwhelming, that's an overwhelming thought. Does that overwhelm you, that thought? Yeah, it overwhelms me. Why, when dying. What? When I die. No, no, not because of that. No, no. My body's me, my body's alone loan to me, I can use it, it's scary. That's... So a little that's overwhelming. If huh? For this reason, why
1: would it matter?
0: If it's it's temporary, doc, If you lend me a safe, I'll write, I'll erase it when I give it back. Permanent, it's not yours. Mm. A little bit I was afraid of that reason, Iron. Amazing. Fascinating. It's a fascinating alacha that you can't put a nice tattoo on the body is fascinating. So that's the first thing I wanted to share with the chevra. Three reasons. I think they're all instructive. People are fluid. People are growing. We're designed as growing beings. Towards that end, don't put permanence on yourself. We're growing. We're changing. I love that. That's electric. The bris, I like it. I thought of this one because we have a bris on our body. It's a diak and a sifornu. We have a bris in our body, nothing else, exclusivity. We have something already. I don't want to put anything else. Thank you, Mama, I don't want to add something else. Hashem, I'm yours, no other mark in my body. Reason two. The other reason, we said two things. Hashem's the, call it four reasons. Hashem's the best designer, we're beautiful. You don't need to add, you don't, you don't, you don't add a mustache to a Picasso. Hashem's a ensayer killer, I like that reason. Then the scariest reason of all. But that I'm afraid of. All. That was the first thing I wanted to share, Ariel, with the I'm today. I'm going to go to Bentley shot. <laughs> you like that reason. Okay, <laughs> there's a fifth reason. You don't put a bumper sticker on it. Bentley, it's a shtickle like that one that Hashem's the best artist. So count that as that. No bumper sticker on a Bentley, Hashem is the best artist. You don't need it. You made us beautiful. Okay. Yes, wow, wow He's asking, so why work out? Hashem made me beautiful Maybe working out is being what he gave me, that's a thing that I'm not adding I'm designed that if I work that keeps me in shape, that's what I have as opposed to altering Changing tone I hear, but isn't our body built we see we work and we get stronger so, Maybe that's. Yes, Avi. The bris. Avi doesn't like the bris reason, so why shouldn't a lady put Very good, tiny? You see, there's another reason. Say so this, Kakas. Avi's tiny loves You can say the reason. That's what you're asking. Happy to say the reason is bris mila. It's funny. I, it's a cash on the Sifurnu. The Sifurnu says that don't put a I oh, accept the bris. I want a tiny that even in Isha. The only ice on any of us collectively is the brismila, on our people. So even in Isha, that, we don't have other ISIS. The only ice amongst our people is the one that announces our loyalty. So it would apply. that That's how I would say it. I had the same cash as you, Berkshire Kivanti. But I think the answer is still pass. If you say the reason of because we're fluid, so then why, and you say that I love you, Hashem, it's not going to be the same tomorrow as today, so then Bristol. Oh, so that's an ice that Hashem said all our lives, it's who we are. Woo! The ice, bris, is an ice from Hashem. It's not, any ice is a pact to people, and that's a pact with Hashem. All our lives we had that pact. And now we allow for fluidity in, in our own proclamations and statements. Something can't made. It's 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 it. Fascinating, fascinating. Really, I'm very curious I'm very curious. The reason I'm skeptical of all these reasons, and I'm, I, I don't like pretend, I like all these reasons, and yet I'm skeptical, Binyamin, of all of them? is, yeah, I suspect this is a suspicion that a mark has to do with anger. I can't prove this. I just look around who does it. There's a component of anger and self-mutilation. It just looks that way. So you have to be a real gay. If the, if, the, if the energy of a tattoo was I'm trying to make myself more beautiful, Gishmak reason, Hashem made me beautiful, I'm beautiful. If the energy of a tattoo is I want to speak out how much I like my sister, I said Hashem, don't put your sister. The energy seems angry. Look around who gets it. It's not the happiest ever. It's just not how it looks. There seems to be an energy of anger. And if you look at the pasuk, it says in the same pasuk as not cutting yourself for a dead body. Don't be overly anguished. My suspicion is don't hurt yourself. That's what my suspicion is, that you have to love yourself. That the shirish of not getting a, 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 a tattoo, but I don't understand it. I don't, and I would, I would like the muscle one, I'm not, I'm not trying to hurt me. I I just hear it's gishmak. It looks gishmak, but it looks to me who gets a tattoo that there's a shirish of of anger and self, and pain and and like I want beating self down, and the message is you have to love yourself. (laughs) That's what I suspect, but I can't prove it. But being honest and seeing who puts it on, that's what it looks like. Shims, what holds you? Interesting. Sug, you know Shims? Everything we learn in the Torah, Shemi. People ask, what should I learn? They want to learn with somebody. They want the person to shtay. What mesechta should I learn? You can learn uksin, mikvays, Yavamus. Everything in the Torah is fascinating. It's tvar Hashem. Tattoos, it fascinates me. Why does Hashem not want a tattoo? It's fascinating. And I think there's a lot to study from it. So we just gave five sugyas. These are all things to be misbinding. Hashem is very smart. It probably means all five. They're different. Mishayinim and Achrayinim. Yeah. Rev. Miller, Rev. Hirsch goes with the mutualization, the fifth one, and I suspect, just looking who gets, he's probably right. But okay. Bye. Now, but the tyrant means that because of the context yeah, like, yeah, what the tyrant saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's in that same pasuk, and then look who does it, Revesi. Dennis yeah, the people. Right, exact, right, exact. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You just there's, a, there's some anger and tattoos connect. That's what it looks like. What are your tainars? Interesting, sugi, right? Fascinating. Okay, weiter. That's that's not what I, that was just slapped what I, what I would like to do, what I'd like to sing, I just came back from Eretz and what I was amazed by is the uniqueness of each Ben Teir that's come through here. And I like, no copying, no copying. Revolba used to speak to the mirror, and he said, To do, don't imitate. There's a Pasik in Mishli that I want everybody to know. The Pasik says, drachav <laughs> If you make crooked your path, you're being Mivaz Hashem. It's a very good segue from tattoos. Because one of the reasons we gave is Hashem's the best artist, don't change you. And the Pasik says, Drachav, <laughs> one who makes crooked his way is caffeine somebody else, is Baizeyu, is Mivaz Hashem. Because don't imitate, be the best you. And I think what marks guys from the yeshiva, when I saw an Eretz Yisrael, is people who don't copy the next guy. People who are loyal to themselves. There's a story I want to share with you. Levi, it's a very good story in the mussar movement. There was a great mashkiach, his name was Rabbi Yeruchim Levavitz. He was the mashkiach of the Mir, a brilliant tzaddik. His Musser was especially brilliant, very intellectual Musser. Rebbe Rucham was a very, very charismatic person. Tremendous charisma. People were dazzled. His speeches were electric and a lot of charisma. His Rebbe was the altar of of Slobodka. The altar of Slobodka was alone in the office with with Rebbe Rucham. Now, if you ever saw your Rebbe with his Rebbe, it's very cool. I always like seeing my Rebbe with people he looked up to. It's something cool about it. You cower in front of your Rebbe and it's your Rebbe in front of his Rebbe. There's something intriguing and neat about seeing your Rebbe in front of his Rebbe. And in the mirror, Nisano, they were very excited to see Rebbe Rucham with his Rebbe, the altar. There's something very cool. Your Rebbe was like magical and this is your Rebbe's Rebbe. My Rebbe had people, two people in my lifetime who are both in my Mabot today, who he looked up to that I saw, the Rosh Hashiva of Long Beach, Refeigel Shtak, and the Rosh Hashiva of Shara of Zel Zell Gepstein. And he looked up to both in a very serious way. It looked to me, he treated them like a shtickle rebbe And it's very cool to see a Rebbe in front of his Rebbe. It's a cool thing. And Rebbe Rochum's Rebbe was the Altar of Slobodka, and in front of his Rebbe, they went alone. Yosef, the altar, called Rebbe Rucham into his office. And reportedly, he was shouting at him. It's the coolest thing. Could you imagine your Rebbe, your you're intimidated from Yankov, is in those picture of Zone Shlita. And his Rebbe comes if Harris, comes to Yishina, pulls aside his zone and completely berates him, screaming at him. Like, whoa. <laughs> like Mamish giving him a tough Picture, Rebbe, was snicky. His Rebbe, where Zeicher Re- Rai Re- 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 Shapiro learns once a week, I think, with Rebbe Yeager, one of the big Rosh Shivas. Rebbe Yeager, Shlita. Picture Rebbe Yeager comes to Yeshiva and starts pulling Rebbe Re- 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 Shapiro to the annex and starts screaming at him. It would be big stuff in shiva. So Rebbe Rucham, his Rebbe came to Mir and started screaming at Rebbe Rucham, abi so I don't know how we know this story, if Rebbe himself told us, or guys heard what the Rebbe was saying. Do you know what he was screaming at him? He said, you're charismatic, and I'm worried that you're making the Talmidim into mini-yews. That's dangerous. And he was giving it to him. Don't turn your students into mini-yews! You have a charisma, it's dangerous, they're going to try to imitate you. He was yelling and screaming at him to make sure his Talmudim don't become like him. He was nervous that there was like a shtickle you're producing, many use. Mm. And he was giving... How do we know the story of Eze? Do Rabbi Yerucham say over or people heard? What people I think people because heard, he but he was... He came to visit, and I think people listened in and heard. So the best stories we have is troublemakers who listen in when they're not supposed to. It's often that way. Troublemakers save us. So some troublemaker listened in and heard the altar yelling, Yerucham, don't produce mini ewes. You know what I'm saying, Shemim? It's dangerous. He's all charismatic. He can produce talmidim that want to be him. They should want to be themselves. I once told a friend of mine, I felt was imitating a very famous Mechanech. There's a Mechanech who's one of the great Mechanechim in the country in the last 50 years, and a friend of mine was trying to imitate this mechanic. I told him, the more you try to be like him, the less you're like him. How do you figure? Levy, why is that so? I told him, the more he tries to be like that mechanic, the less he's like him. Because he, he was unique and wasn't imitating anybody, and you're imitating him, you're the least like him when you imitate him. Because what was great about that Rebbe is he didn't copy anybody. That Rebbe's line that he used to say always is the English line, to thine self be true. I asked the Talmud of that Rebbe, sum up what the Rebbe taught, and he said his main teaching is to thine self be true. And I feel like from the main Torah of our yeshivas, be true to yourself. Don't imitate anybody. Your journey, your success, your success, don't imitate anybody. There's a story in the Musser movement, second story. Famously, Rabbi Yisroel Salanter, the Musser giant, had a student whose name was of Naftali, Amsterdam. Rabbi Naftali, Amsterdam, came to Rabbi Yisroel. And he said, Rebbe, if I had the brain of the Shagas Arya, my favorite oh, would I be a servant of Hashem? Rebbe, if I had the heart of the Yisoyed V'shoi oh, would I be an Ebed Hashem? Rebbe, if I had the, your Midas, Rebbe Yisrael Salanta's Midas, oh, would I be an Ebed Hashem? That's when Aftali, in a very sincere way, came to his Rebbe. He felt he saw such genius. If I'd be such a genius, I'd be an Ebed Hashem. If I'd be such a heart, I'd be an Ebed Hashem, I had such midas. And Rabbi Yisroel, famous, said words that resonate till this day in this yeshiva. He said, "Naftali, with your mayach, with your brains. Naphtali with your heart. Naphtali with your midas. That's the, that's the flag of the yeshiva. With your story, with your journey, with your story, serve Hashem. Only from your place. That's the mark of the yeshiva. One of the feelings, coming back from Eretz Yisrael, I love it how diverse our guys look. <coughs> one after another successful, but uniquely successful. Each one his own way. I saw, I saw from the Dahan from the big Talmid Chacham around, to another guy doing his thing, to a second, third, fourth, fifth, tenth, each one unique, don't imitate. So I came back, I wanted to like share that beautiful scene of uniqueness. I love seeing uniqueness, and it's a beautiful mark of our yeshiva. There's no guy in the yeshiva, he's the Spitz. You know that yeshivish word, Spitz? Spitz means the epitome. He's the guy. And everybody else is how much could you be like him? No, no. Each one, there's Yehuda, Daniel, Ariel, Shleima, Shimler, Mardcha, Srili, Yosef, Avi. Each one, Yosef, Yamin, unique. And I was very determined to come back and share the beautiful scene. It looks so beautiful when people don't imitate each other. So I want Aryeh to play his King David song. Please listen to the song. Listen to the words. It speaks about somebody doing his thing. This is like, this has to be like one of the national anthems of our yeshiva. It's, a, it's, a, it's like a schmooze for itself, and I have more I want to share. Please bear with us, I just, I'm like exploding with things I want to tell Avi I just Avi and Vukman I just becoming best friends I have a lot I want to share with you listen to this song Avi check out this song tell me what you've been Schleima, check this out Shimmy listen to the words it's a story
1: David why don't you get a job don't you know that everyone you're in it's picking up and moving on Every parent in the town is saying Son, don't mess around with that one He's got no ambition And they said Why are you wasting time outside all day In the meadows green Why you play your heart for your little sheep and Try to learn to sing Why can't you be like your brothers Take the path already forged by the others What are you
0: doing? What
1: are you doing with your life? You need some direction If you're ever going to get it right So why can't you be Like the rest of your family? So put down your heart Maybe pick up something useful Why can't you just fit in? Why won't you just fit in? Oh, but David kept on singing In the meadows green Red flaming hair Flowing in the wind Far from where the eyes could see And nobody knew that deep inside He was so alive And nobody knew that When he cried He had a story to tell He was forging his own path Singing his own song Doing something you never seen before And they all thought he was wrong but He had something Something no one saw And he didn't stop No, he didn't stop He had a unique vision Lyrical intuition Original compositions His own inspiration For something beautiful And in his own rendition Even though no one was listening He just kept on singing And singing and singing Composing, exposing A bottomless ocean A well of emotion That just kept on growing And wouldn't stop flowing And God said There's a man been singing alone in the meadows green That he calls his home And nobody knows yet Cause it isn't the right time But that time's coming And it'll blow their minds Yeah, that one's fine That one's gonna Many years later, when he had been forgotten, cast out as a failure, the one rotten black sheep in a family so prestigious, that when the call was heard, the people need a leader, we all need a teacher, they were the first. Not you, not you, not you, not you, not you, and they didn't understand understand and the prophet said you got anyone else? looks so we have David but David's got a lot going on none of us really understand him we let him do his thing he sits in the forest and I mean he's not what you're looking for but I guess if you think it's worth a shot David, everybody wants to talk to him David What is it you do? Well, I sit outside, watch my sheep, talk to God, try to write some tunes. And that prophet said, Maybe you play me something you wrote. The family was embarrassed, but he said, You know what? Let's give it a go. She loved So you know. I Always the one that I've been searching for. He's got something original, something beautiful, something I ain't ever seen before. I want you. Your song for all the thousands, and they'll sing forevermore. They'll sing forevermore. Oh, David, we need you. Thank God you kept keeping on when they told you not to. Though it took some time for us to see the value. I'm so glad you didn't stop being you. I'm so glad you never stopped. Oh, David. Why didn't you give up When they told you to stop When they told you you'd never be enough How'd you keep on moving How'd you know that you could That you had something only you could bring That you had a song only you could sing How'd you know How'd you know, how'd you know, how'd you know How name, how
0: I want to end today. So we started with tattoos, and the mess five shot them, perhaps, in tattoos. We continued with David and being uniquely ourselves. <laughs> and I want to close with a conversation about beginnings. We're fortunate to have many younger guys in yeshiva; they're all different ages. And coming back to Durham, I'm thinking about beginnings because I got to see later stages of development, and the beginning, it's very, very dangerous at the beginning. I have seen many a young guy in yeshiva leave too early, many a young guy, and I don't blame the guy. You see a young guy in yeshiva, he's in 10th grade, and we can't engage a day with him, he's bored. I completely understand that there's nothing I could do, nothing, I can't solve his boredom. I could spend all the money if I made, we, we have a lot of things we do in sulam, lost camp. If I did sulam all year, I would not be helping this youngster. I'd be producing an addict because he has to figure out, he has to be bored. The goal is not to keep a guy crazy busy that he can't think. Only one who did that is Pare. Paray was tech lemes He said, give a lot of work so a person can't think and can't be bored. A healthy living is there's time to think and figure out boredom is excellent. Boredom is your best Rebbe you'll ever have. Boredom teaches big muscles. Boredom makes good jump shots. Boredom makes beautiful songs. Boredom produces learning. Boredom means that I have strength, power, energy, and I don't know where to put it. Boredom is beautiful. It produces. And the goal is not to eliminate boredom, the goal is to make a healthy environment within people can resolve boredom. And you have a 10th grader and he doesn't know where he wants to put his energies. Sheer, uh-uh. Prayer, uh uh-uh. And he doesn't know. Gym, a little bit, maybe. A song, maybe. Attempts, he tries, he leaves, he goes, he comes, he's figuring it out. And slowly, slowly, we've watched many. I saw Vigi Ben in Eretz Yisrael, a fire, in Eish Kodesh, of Torah, of Tefillah, of everything, of Avasi Yisrael, fire. He was that 10th grader, Claring. I saw one Agayot Tamut Chacham going Goyen Torah, awesome, who started with these questions, these uncertainties. And certainly we want a guy, as long as he can, to begin a journey and slowly, slowly figure out and engage life, meaningful purpose, meaningful pursuit, slowly figured out. And we're Zayich and Yeshiva, we're fully aware, even the 13th grader. it's early in our journeys. I met, there was a guy in Yeshiva who I was very, very close to him. And I was frustrated that he wasn't further along. I knew very little at the time. I remember pacing my house. I was walking around the outside of my house, and I was on the phone with him screaming, crying, pleading, I beg you do something, wake up, and he was just smoking up and living very, very very, very not productive, and I was begging him engage in life, work out, play ball, write a song, do something. I remember circling my house, and he left here in that state. The last two times I went to at I met with this beautiful person who's saving dozens of lives. And I, today I know his story, his journey. He, he had gone through a very, very chaotic life, and he wasn't prepared at the time he was here to share or to process his own story, he was too young. And he left at 18, 17, 18, and what he got saved his life. He just wasn't ready to process everything. And at the beginning, the onset, he just needed love, acceptance. You don't quickly, and person by person, you don't go through chaos two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And things don't just switch around quickly. And he needed consistent care and love. And slowly, he described, and I, la- I don't want to say I laughed today, but I understand today. It was early in his process. You don't tell a person when it's supposed to be. At your age, I'm at 48. Nobody could tell me, Kalish, you should be, I should be focusing a lot more by davening a lot more attention. I space out of my mind wanders. It's not about what you should be. Engage in your process. Engage and work and slowly. I'm trying slowly and move forward and advance slowly, effectively, efficiently, at your pace, your story, your pace. And here is a lot of beginnings, a lot of beginnings of journeys. I want to say something about beginning of journeys that are important. I always have a meeting, the first meeting of the year with the Rebellion, and it means a lot to me, that meeting. After a summer we sit down together and we meet really to start the coming year. The Rebbeim are not, they don't teach in a yeshiva, they are the yeshiva. You don't learn in a yeshiva, you are the yeshiva. In a secular school, you're a student in the school. The school is the walls. You get kicked out of school because you're bad for the school. I really just can't have me. The school is the walls. You are in the school and if you could behave and make sure not to deface the walls, you could stay in the schools. If you're deemed damaging to the walls, they kick you out of the school. Over here, there's no yeshiva, it's just you. You are the yeshiva. The Rebbeim are not like teachers in a school. They're the yeshiva. Shapiro is the yeshiva. The yeshiva is he. And the first meeting we have, the yeshiva is launching for the year. Every year is very unique here. This is not a school that we just do the same thing every year and you press play and it depends who sits there. Because the yeshiva's you, when you're here, they're the yeshiva. Somebody else here, the yeshiva changes. It's a very hard place. Because yearly, a guy gets used to the yeshiva. In a secular school, you go back every year, it's the same boring teacher, same bell rings, and you switch to the next course, the next course. The school doesn't change. The fact that kids change, you don't, it doesn't matter, the teacher is teaching the same thing, he's not looking who's in front of him. So it, it doesn't matter which kids are there. So you go back the second year, third year, same, same. Whatever, every year, guys freak. Rebbe is so different this year, spot on. It's not the same, it's better, it's just different. And kids freak, and I promise you'll freak next year, maybe. you'll lose your mind. This year's gonna be gold where things aren't coming together. And then you're going to come next year. After like it comes to a culmination, a crescendo at the end, it's going to be like you're going to see success. And then next year you're going to start from scratch and freak again. It's not the same. It's not the same. The year it's the same is the year Waterbury died. The year it's the same. So I forgot my thought, Revezi, Redirect me. Too, me. Too, me too. What? I didn't.
1: Uh, oh no, yeah, the meeting, yeah.
0: So the meeting of the rebbeim is launching good. a new school. Understand that when we meet, thank you, and I love you. When we meet at the beginning of the year, it's not like we're not like trying to open the same place. A new yeshiva is opening up. It's very, very meaningful that meeting, and I want rebbeim to have pure thoughts at that meeting. It matters the beginning. Beginnings matter a lot. The sincerity of the beginning, it matters a lot. How it launches matters a lot. Beginnings matter. And in Parsha Shema'is is really the beginning of the children. The Avais have all passed away. And now it's the Banim. Now there's very deep things to Avais and Banim. Very, very deep thing. The Avais were very, very plugged into the truths. And they lived the truths of life. And by the children there was a little bit of distance. And they're trying to come back to the truths, the children. And the Banim start in Shemais. They're trying to be loyal to their names. There's a very Tifa inyan in Shemais, Shemais, is a name trying to find oneself. And it's the story of the Bnei Yisrael, of Klai the children. And we get the story of our leader who leads us to finding ourselves, leads us on a journey back to the loyalty to the Avais. And that, of course, Meishu Rabbeinu was born in Parsha Shemais. Mayshu, and we'll talk this week about Meishu Rabbeinu. Our Rebbe comes in the picture. Meishu Rabbeinu. Before I talk about Meishu Rabbeinu, the magical Meishu, I want to speak about Meishu's origins, Meishu's beginning. This is Meishu Rabbeinu's beginnings, the origins of Meishu Rabbeinu. It says, ishmi <laughs> A man went out from slavy and took Baslevi. A man got married. Now Chazal, and this is the this union created Maisha Rabbeinu. Now this union created the most humble human being who ever lived. Humility created the Anav Mikol Adam, the most humble person who ever lived, whose uh, the Rebbe of Klaal Yiswa Meisher we call Rabenu. And the union was created by a man from Bay Slavi who married a person from Baslavi. Now, Chazal teaches us that this man was none other than Amram. And he married Yocheved, but he really had married her once before. He married her, divorced her, and remarried her. Now, what happened? This is the story of it's a mitzvah to remarry a lady somebody divorces. The Allah is. The guy divorces his wife, he has a mitzvah to remarry her. It's a big mitzvah to remarry her. If she marries somebody else, he's now usher to ever marry her. Then it's an isser. Fascinating. They divorce, he has a mitzvah to remarry her. She marries somebody else, they're forbidden to remarry. Then it's an isser, machsir gushasai. You might get confused in your journey of studying. You'll see times some mitzvah, the guy to remarry his wife. That's if she didn't marry anybody in the interim. Where's this mitzvah? I can't point to a Pasuk, other than Chazal described, mm-hmm. it's a Pasuk at the end of Gittin, Arma Sechta, that speaks about the Begidah, the divorcing the Eshes Neurim, and it calls it a Begida, So it's a reparation. If the Torah calls it a begidah, marrying her is undoing a, 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 a treachery. So Lemaissa, he had divorced his wife and he's remarrying his wife. Amram had divorced Yecheved, and he remarries. Why? What happened? What's the story? He divorced her because Parai made Xerah to kill all the children that are born. All the sons that are born are going to be killed, and the girls are going to be kept alive. Now both things are Xerah. made he made all boys to be killed and all girls will be kept alive. Why did Pare say all girls will be kept alive? Is it hear ye, hear ye, Xerub. He just said, i will kill the boys. Understand that when he said the girls will be kept alive, you should shudder. It was Xerub. He meant that they're going to be taken and, and misused and captured, chas v'shoom. It was a gzeer. Once he get the boys out of the way, this was a gzair of, of, of paray. Terrible, terrible gzair of paray, that paray was Geiser to kill the boys and was Geiser that the girls should stay alive and be used chas for Avers. When, when Amram heard this, he divorced his wife. He's not having a child. He was the gadol adar. He was the greatest kid of the generation. And he said, I'm not bringing children into the world for the boys to be killed and the girls to be misused. And he separated from his wife. And his three-year-old, and, he, and all of Klai Yisrael followed suit. The god Ladar separated all of Klai Yisrael, said, OK, let's not bring children into this mess. Came his three-year-old daughter, and she gave him musr. And she said, "Your Zeyr is worse than Paroy. Paray is only geyser on the males. You're being geyser on ladies also. Lemay said ladies will be alive. They'll be used for Averis. They'll be alive. Your Zerah, there won't be girls. You're worse than Pare. His three-year-old daughter gives him musr. And an amazing display of humility. He listens to his daughter. And he re-goes back to his wife. Amazing. Vayelach is, is a halicha with anavu, with humility. And is it any wonder that he goes back to his wife in tremendous humility that surprise, surprise, the baby that's given birth to is the most humble person who ever lived? It matters your Mahshavis at the start of things. At the start of this union was all humility, and as such, the baby that comes out is the most humble of child, child who ever lived. Saif Meise, what comes out at the end, b'machshav atchila, matters your first thoughts. Since Levi went to his life with incredible humility, what emerges is the most humble child who ever bo- stepped foot on planet Earth. And I say beginnings matter. Beginnings matter. It matters the beginnings. It matters a lot to me. That first meeting it has to be pure thoughts. You have to come in with sincerity. The beginning matters. And I say to guys in their own journeys that we all have long journeys ahead. I say to us all, to the Bachram at the onset of their journeys, be sincere to begin. Have good thoughts. Have good thoughts as we set sail on our journeys with powerful thoughts of We have much areas to grow with sincere thoughts. And I say to all the things of our life that we build, many of us are looking to build homes of course, it matters a lot, the beginning of the union. It matters tremendously to create beautiful beginnings. A lot, a lot is, nikva is established by the beginning of things. I looked at Imre Bina and the yeshiva is a tremendous place. I remember Eis Stern, who was involved, was the broker of Imre Bina. He introduced me to Rebbe Baron and made the shidduch but I stirred just his machshavah, were pure. To me, it's Pashat that his pure thoughts created a place that's so holy. It matters so much. I'll never forget the first meeting I ever had with the Rebbeim to establish this Masifta. It's a very holy place in my life because I sat in a room with Rabbi Kestenbaum, Shlita, Rabbi Cheyfet, Shlita, and we sat down together to establish a yeshiva. We were going to start a yeshiva, Rai Oberlander, Rabbi Kestenbaum, Rai Hefetz, and myself were going to start a yeshiva. And it was very, very important to me, that initial meeting, to have the right thoughts, to have the right intentions. It matters a lot what are your intentions. I say to people getting married, to purify, date very beautifully, with good intentions, pure intentions. You're setting sail on something, it matters the beginning. It says and like arrows in the hands of the strong man, came Banan Urim, so is the youth. You're shooting something, you're starting on a des- on j you're starting on a journey, pure thoughts on the journey. Pure thoughts. I don't know where it's going, but sincere, authentic thoughts. In anything you start building, value the beginning. It's moving to me that Levi goes to his wife. This union is built on humility, and then it produces the most humble person who ever lived. When there's sincere thoughts at the beginning, the good that comes out comes from pure thoughts. The good that comes out at the end, comes from a good beginning. Beginnings are important. I say this to guys on all your beginnings all the things you set out, try to sit down with the people. beginning of your day matters a lot, by the way. I always beg guys to start their day, go to check in to share for five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour. The beginning of your day matters. No matter what you do in your lives, beginnings matter. Beginning of the day, beginning of the year, beginning of the project. Beginnings are powerful, you're producing something. I find beginnings to be extremely powerful. And I wanted to share that with the guys specifically coming back from Eretz Yisroel and coming back to like this, the origination of many journeys where things are starting to take, to take hold. Pure thoughts, a desire, pure prayer, a desire for success. Make sure at the beginning of all our products, beautiful prayer with sincerity, with optimism, with hope, a beautiful, beautiful beginning, a hopeful Gishmaka beginning. I always the Friday night is a favorite moment of the week of me. When you come sitting by Kiddush and the table set beautifully, it's always funny to me. Fast forward two hours later the table's a mess. My wife always the spinning of the Suda, the white tablecloth is spanking. Looks so nice. It's a special tablecloth meant for a guy like me. Even when you spill grape juice on it, it bounces right off. It doesn't seep in. It's crazy. So you have, you have to see, a guy like me could spill. My wife says, all my shirts, I should get that material on that tablecloth. But it starts the suda and it's spanking, beautiful. Everybody's dressed. Two hours later, it's dirty, bichula, that's wonderful. And life has a journey and all different spills along the way. But it's ever precious that we start the journey with the spanking white tablecloth. There's something precious and that affects everything later. I say to everybody at the onsets of all our journeys of our life, with a certain enthusiasm, a certain prayer, a certain beauty, beginnings matter a lot. Put a beautiful beginning into all your journeys. It matters a lot. Levi went with humility to his wife, and the union produced Meishu Rabbeinu, the most humble person who ever lived. Rabbi Stern went with tremendous sincerity. I actually was interested. I like when a friend reads a shidduch, and a friend says, I know a girlfriend. There's kindness at the start of the shidduch. There's something touching to me. I care about beginnings. And we met, there was kindness. Somebody cared. Somebody approached and said, I know you. There's a, the beginnings matter a lot. The purity, sincerity, sweetness of the beginning produces special things. I just say to everybody here in all our journeys whatever you're creating, the whole thing should be nice. A very good Aitz to start with a good beginning. That first meeting is always important to me. How it, what we say, how we act, what our thoughts are. Let's focus in a beautiful way. The beginning matters. Good things come from precious beginnings. Let's have a mincha Rabbi. Let's begin mincha. There'll be a mincha next door. Second seder right here. Thank you, Nasan Dendel, for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.